0: Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta. And together, we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are gonna dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback. So let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey, guys. This is Sethi and Namesh back at Empathetic Man, and today we wanted to talk about something that I think has just been missing. And I think because it's been missing, or it's been you know heavily impacted or affected, it's been making it hard for people to figure out how they're going to move forward with what, everything that's going on around the coronavirus and the impact it's had on you know where you live, your nation, your world, etc. And personally, I started thinking about this a bit more because I do feel like I constantly see so many sides to this coin and so many sides to the arguments. And I think you brought up a really good point last week, the which was about how, you know, before you go down a path, it's important to hear all sides or it's important to just, you know, take the opportunity to let people kind of air out their opinion or their thoughts before kind of just going one direction. Um, and again, everyone's going to have different views and difference of opinions. But I just think that that respect, uh, that better form of communication, and ultimately I think that empathy we give toward each other kind of helps things move forward. But the thing that I think was missing kind of came from a conversation I had earlier where I was talking to someone from another country. Um, and in this this country was Germany, asking them, hey, how are things going out there for you guys versus um, you know the rest of the world? And their response to me was really kind of like, you know, nonchalant, just, yeah, you know, we're we seem to be, you know, doing doing okay. We're not too um I mean, we we're impacted, but it doesn't seem to be getting worse. It seems to be kind of moving in a, a better direction. And again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I can't really um speak to that. But I asked, you know, I started to dive a little bit into this and I said, Well, you know, why do you why do you think um Germany is doing so well and what she said was well I feel like just the Germans are kind of more relaxed right now and and they're not really getting so worked up about this whole situation this whole pandemic the response etc and she you know also mentioned things like we do have a lot of testing and equipment and all that kind of stuff and I said okay so then what has kind of happened as a result and they said well you know we now are allowed to go out and it's very clear that when we're out to again, keep our distance, but you don't have to wear a mask. But then if you go anywhere inside, the moment you enter in any type of building, then you have to wear a mask. And I know there's been some uh, difference in opinions of that here in America. And so I asked, you know, is that? are you noticing that too? Are you noticing that in Germany, people are on one side or the, or the other? And she said, no, I mean, it's a rule. And once it's a rule, everyone follows. And there hasn't really been any pushback And then I said, well, why do you think that is? And then that's where she kind of said, I think what I feel is missing. And she said, that's because Germans trust the government. We trust what they've been telling us. We trust that they have, you know, done their due diligence. They've done their research. They've been able to figure out what's, you know, the best for the general population. They've now created some rules and policies and, and we trust those policies. We trust those rules. And so we're going to adhere to them and we're going to get through this and we're able to do it in a way that's not causing a lot of like turmoil. So when I heard that, I thought, man, you know, like I really feel like fundamentally that's where I think we're seeing a lot of struggles, not even in America, maybe other countries as well, where it's just this lack of trust and the importance of saying that if you do have a lack of trust, how everything starts to falter you know, you know, who you believe in, the government you believe in, the people you, you know, work for, et cetera. And so that was a long intro, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of, I'll stop there. But the reason I wanted to kind of tell that story is because I think it's, it's timely, but it's also something that I think just is so um, relevant to everything you do in life, trust and it's important, and it's importance and how you, um, you know, go through life. What, what do you think about that topic?
1: Yeah, I think trust is a huge concept. And when I think of trust, it's kind of the cornerstone for a lot of just relationships. And there are various types of relationships, right? And I think both of us kind of as as parents of, you know, in your case, like, almost not a young adult. I mean, I know, she, you know, your son's Six or seven, um, but you do have an infant like I do. I have a seven-month-old, and you have a you know four or five-month-year-old. So, trust is something that I think is sometimes either earned. There's there's kind of like earned trust, and there's like blind trust. And I think what we are in the middle of is kind of a combination of both, if you will. I think as it relates to certain geographies like germany and so forth one would one may think that what what that person's perspective is is blind trust in in the sense where hey i'm just going to trust whatever my government says but i actually think it's a form of of earned trust where the government has kind of done things in the past that has earned the trust of a lot of its constituents including its citizens to the point where if the government makes a certain decision on a major issue, the citizens and other constituents are are kind of supportive of it. Unfortunately, I think in the states here, there hasn't really been that earned trust. And when blanket decisions have been made, I think what's happening is that the blind trust, if you will, that folks were initially adopting, and I think people adopt blind trust when they're vulnerable, right? And when they kind of want someone else, they, they, they kind of, not hope, but they, they're, they're, they're relying on someone else to make their per, a particular decision for them. That blind trust that once I think did exist in the initial months of COVID, are now being challenged in the sense where, hey, I don't, the government hasn't really earned their trust with me. So I am going to kind of push back. And it's kind of creating this divisiveness, which is, I think, even becoming more relevant amongst just peers, right? Where, you know, if you look at just general topics that divide people, I think politics was a huge amount or a huge part of it. I think COVID is now becoming this, you know, this partisan issue and i know i'm kind of going off on a tangent here but just to kind of summarize to to bring it back and kind of you know suss out the discussion and uh, suss out the topic even further is i think there's two components there's blind trust and there is earned trust and now what we're doing here in the states is we're kind of challenging the earned trust component
0: does that make sense It does. makes a lot of sense. And you're right. And I think even to a certain extent, there are the people who feel maybe, yeah, this person has earned the trust. So I'm going to, you know, kind of adhere to what their recommendations are. And then I think there's also those people who are like, well, whether you've earned it or not, I'm just too busy for it. Or it's just not a, it's not an important thing for me, right? Like you think about pre-COVID, I never, you you just never thought about like, oh, well, if I go to the grocery store, am I potentially gonna get sick? Because you had so many other things in your mind or there were things that were, that was never an issue that kind of came to fruition before. So now all of a sudden, you have to now really second guess yourself. And then it's like, okay, well, I can either try to look at the data and see what people are saying. But if I don't trust them, now I have to like literally look at every single detail, everything I do and say, well, if I go here, Am I going to put myself at risk or am I going to put my family at risk? And it's as if like there was never really a earned trust. Um, and it was more, it was just, I was just kind of like, to your point, I was maybe just trusting the system blindly, but now I can't. And I have to like now get so involved <laughs> in every decision. Um, and it just makes the whole process again, become difficult. And to your point, which is really fascinating is it starts to create this, divisiveness on like how you might even relate to the people who you socialize with or who the people who you like normally hang out with the most because you guys are starting to get difference of opinions and uh, it, it's it's just really fascinating to just see kind of how this can all start to unravel and i feel like that's what i feel like is happening to a certain extent we kind of had something that wasn't perfect but it was being held together and i feel like it's unraveling before our eyes And yet here across the pond or across the pond, I'm talking to another individual who is like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we're still, we're still in, in a good cohesive state because we've been able to trust these leaders to your point, they probably have earned that trust over a number of years and they feel compelled to continue to follow that guidance. And I, I, you know, I think trust can definitely kind of have its ebbs and flows and I think what will be interesting is maybe how, you know, America rebuilds that trust. But I think right now it's, it's become more and more evident to me that every decision that people end up making either isolated or as a group is going to be, I think, more difficult than it's ever been because there really doesn't seem to be this, this, this kind of pillar or this kind of individual or group that we can look to and say, yes, like we believe in what these people are doing. So they're gonna help instruct us. And it is a little disappointing when you say it out loud, but I just do think it's something that seems to be resonating.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And I think, you know, what the fascinating thing about the example you're mentioning is, at least in Germany is how did, how did they get to that point where someone just, and look, I'm using the terms blind trust and, and earned trust, and on the surface, it kind of may carry, like, blind trust may carry stigma, but ultimately is, you know, the issue is how did the Germans, how, how was that trust instilled in them? And look, I'm not, uh, I don't know anything or a lot beyond just kind of general kind of, you know, general aspects of, of just German history, but... When I think of trust, it's the person trusting you understanding or or having this commitment that the person they are trusting is looking out for their best interest, right? It's almost like, you know, I trust people. Like think about it from a company standpoint, right? Like our employees trust us, you and I, as founders because, they know or they they feel that we not only have the company's best interest at heart but we have their best interest at heart and the interesting thing about covid is that there are just so many different interests out there right like take the interest of a small business owner versus a you know a white collar worker in tech right interests are so different so by nature there is going to be this kind of division of of interest, if you will, and it's hard for both of those kind of categories to share the same trust, if you will, from someone making decisions, right? Because both of them have separate interests. So the reason I bring that up is because, you know, when you're parenting, and this is kind of where what I was going to allude to is, you know, your kids trust you because I feel like your kids know that you have their best interests and those interests are, 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 are clear. And, you know, they can always be communicated to your kids in terms of, look, I have your best interests at hand. Whereas when you look at something like COVID what's happening is, and I see this even in my peer group, there are some people that I really respect who I think are very intelligent, who I just completely disagree upon, just disagree with rather. And it's, for me, it's creating this, it's not this alienating factor, but I'm being very delicate in how I handle my personal views on on this versus really trying to understand where other people are coming from and why they may feel their interests are not being met. Because the reality is, and we are talking about this, like, I, I feel... Look, we're, we're in the Silicon Valley. We're kind of in tech. And I feel even in tech, the tune has changed, from this very conservative mindset on, hey, we need, to, we need to shut everything down to now people saying, "Look, what's the big deal? We need to open. Let's just put a mask on." And you know, jokingly, you and I were talking about this the other day, it's like, I didn't get the memo, and I just feel like, you know, Memorial Day, Memorial day just passed, and people were just out and about. And it's as if something changed in, you know, the first two days after Memorial Day, Tuesday and Wednesday in the market, the market has gained, you know, over close to 1500 points on, you know, in the Dow. And it's like, like what's happened that's changed. So I just say this all because on the trust standpoint, I feel like people just don't know who to trust and what they are kind of challenging right now is, look, who's actually looking out for me? and i don't know who is and as a result i'm just going to develop my own kind of opinions accordingly
0: yeah i mean you said a lot of really good things there and it's interesting because yeah again we i can't i wish i could you know break down what's going on in germany and kind of understand like how they were able to kind of earn that trust and how they're able to kind of now create this citizenship, if you will, where people are kind of abiding by these rules, and it's not creating such chaos that we see here every day. And, you know, who knows, also, I think a lot of the things in America also, sometimes, or oftentimes, uh, over dramatize on on media. So it's kind of hard to really get a sense of what's real or not. But I think what you said about even just at work, right, like, you know, whether you're um, working for someone, or you're kind of leading a team. I mean, it's, it's, paramount that trust is at the organization. And I remember for us, like there were certain situations where, you know, there were times in the organization where there was a big, you know, varying degree of, um, trust and, you know, and that ability to kind of really feel comfortable in what we were delivering to our clients, because there were things that we were like seeing from the product and that had to be quickly addressed and said, Hey guys, if we, if there are people feeling kind of this sense of trust not being honored, um, how am I going to be able to sell this? Or how am I going to be able to deliver customer success or this and that? And, you know, that became such a important topic. And then we kind of had to really all come together and put together, you know, policies and frameworks and guidelines. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, now the way our company runs from a product standpoint and a business kind of standpoint, I feel like is so much better because we've been able to prioritize trust and, and and that's, you know, that's at a small scale at a company and and obviously it evolves depending on the size of the folks involved. But I'm saying now you take that and you think about at like the country level where, like you said, you have these leaders who are all kind of, you know, trying to do for the most part, you feel the right thing, but at the same time you don't really know what their personal interest is, what they're trying to do, where they're trying to go. It, it creates all these, you know, added noise, if you will, to um, th- this potential like plan forward. And then it just creates this confusion or this sense of just, you know, uh, is this really a person or a, a policy or a framework I can follow? So I, I do, I do feel like this has now created um, this huge, like mass kind of division. And what's really Um, also uh kind of uh uh, concerning is that it starts to bleed into other parts of like you know our general life right like where there might be an impact of trust with respect to COVID well then all of a sudden you start to see other things that happen maybe with respect to like education or like you know the judicial system or how people are treated based on like their color of their skin and you start to see like oh well they're not Related, but at the same time, like a lot of it is related because again, if you don't feel that you can trust where you live or trust the people around you, everything that you do, I feel like gets impacted like your sense of well being ends up being, you know, affected. So I don't know, to me, again, this is something that I don't necessarily know what's the solution for a large, you know, entity like a, a country, you know, or a state, but I am finding that this is coming down to that, that, that conversation that i think we've had multiple times which is you know how can you start to create trust you know what is it that needs to happen is it just you know not more than just open communication is it also having this um you know this kind of lens to hear each other out and putting you know your own personal interests to this to the side and and looking for kind of a common interest and then only through that you can start to find you know a a path forward um i don't know if you have any thoughts on that but i think that's what i'm also trying to like understand is how do you create trust at like a mass scale like this when there is so much you know personal interest that's that's happening and there's still so much confusion on what's really you know what can be truly like um taken as like real factual data
1: yeah i mean it's it's a loaded it, it's I don't know if it's doable. I will say though, what I'm trying to do is extract from this, how it's it's forcing me to do two things. One is first considering who I trust and whether that's kind of a blind trust or whether that's based on earned trust. And number two, how I can get others to trust me. And I think the commonality between both is one is convincing people in a very authentic way that you that their interests are at hand at are being considered whether it's me trusting someone else by understanding and really checking whether or not that person is truly has my best interest at hand and or if the person that is trusting me i have their interests at hand and number two is First, being able to identify what those interests actually are, right? Like, so if someone is trusting me, I need to show them that I, I not only have their best interests at hand, but I actually understand what their interests are. And, you know, on the receiving end of trust in terms of me or people who I trust, I, you know, it's a good exercise to really like check, okay, well, who is it that I trust? And do they really have my best interest at hand? And it's, a, I think it's a learning lesson for our kids too, right? Like, I think you should be careful in who you do kind of trust or not. And look, it, I'm not trying to imply that it's like a binary thing, right? You've got to trust someone or you don't. But I think the overall issues there are like, you know, how do you, how do you, ensure that people really have kind of skin in the game in your life and if they do great for various components and if they don't kind of just you know proceed accordingly in various respects
0: does that all make sense it makes a ton of sense and again i mean that like, and again maybe that is really the the framework right like the in the in the in lack of this you know, real clear direction or path or, or feel like this, this absence of trust, I think it's the, those insights or those interests, sorry, that, that really, I think need to be ironed out. And I think it's through those discussions, right. And again, if we go back to just the idea around, you know, a company, right, you have your employees, you're working together, you guys have a shared interest, right. Which is to help customers be successful, to help them, you know, do more business more revenue etc through your product or your service and it's through that shared interest everyone starts to align um and i remember this was actually a really big thing uh, when i worked at salesforce.com in fact like they had their company vision and then they had their corporate values which were essentially like the 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 pillars of the leg if you will and the number one value was trust because in at least mark benioff's eyes which i agree with quite a lot is if people don't trust us why are they going to buy from us if people don't trust our platform is going to work why are they going to use it and you know early days like this was you know moving from an on-premise system that runs in your corporate network to hey just put all your data in some random company cloud and some random cloud and we'll make sure everything works for you it was a big leap of faith but I think because he'd always been so adamant that, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to commit to trust being our number one goal. So whether you're in sales, you can feel comfortable that what you're selling is going to work. And whether you're in engineering, you can feel comfortable that no one's going to ask you to deliver something in a rushed way. That's going to create like sloppy code and eventually break the system or, you know, you name it all the other departments. And so I, I I've always, you know, resonated with that quite a bit. And, you know, even with what we do, right? We're always thinking about this, you know, we're a video platform. If I create a video and it doesn't play, I mean, no one cares anymore. We could have done like a hundred great things at one time, day that video doesn't play. That's what they're going to remember. And I think it's, again, having that shared interest helps us to focus on those things that are most important. And I guess to your point, um, you know, being able to now create that And I think what would be interesting is because you did bring up a point that I actually thought was fascinating, which is, you know, we spend so much time with people like loved ones, family members, and as well as our kind of like, other circle of friends or close friends, who for the most part, up until now, maybe you've been able to agree on a lot of things. But now you're in the situation where it's getting a little sensitive, right? You're talking about something that you may fundamentally like disagree on, like where someone's like, well, no, I'm totally comfortable sending my kids back to school. And others are like, I wouldn't do that. Or, I don't think this mask works. And others like, what are you talking about? And I think that's the one thing that I'm trying to like wrap my head around because again, you know, in, in lieu of us having a a shared interest, you know, how do you, you know, either come to that agreement and say, okay, look, we both, we both agree that like educating kids is important. With that being said, how do we put our kids back into school in a way that we both can like agree with each other? Because, you know, there could be some huge divisions of friendships because of like, well, if you're sending your kids to school and I don't believe in it, you know, I probably won't have you come over for a while because I don't want your son or daughter to affect my kids. It's just a interesting kind of, you know, segue, but I feel like it, again, it could all really relate in terms of how your relationships evolve because of this trust issue. You see my point?
1: Yeah. And it's invoking a lot of, and that's, you know, I, I really feel I'm I'm getting the sense that this is gonna be a divisive issue because there are ethical aspects involved here, right? And look, I I personally I I, I realize look, everyone's entitled to their opinions. And I had this episode a month ago where, you know, my dad went to the ER, I saw how insane it was for someone on their own to be, you know, admitted by themselves, try to be an advocate for themselves. And I can't even imagine how it is for people who have COVID and their family members. And for me, like just ethically going back out and, you know, just resuming kind of day-to-day operations, it just, it, it I, I can't see it, right? It's, it's just, it's it's kind of like this ethical breach. But on the flip side, it's like people's livelihoods are at issue. And, you know, people like you and I, we are a fully remote tech company. So, you know, who knows? Maybe if we were a even a tech company in the travel industry, we'd think differently. And I respect that opinion. But at the same time, when I see those folks really supporting their their opinions around, hey, let's get back to work. I just can't help. But well, what about the people that are now becoming endangered? And I just feel like there's, because there are some kind of moral and ethical issues here, it's going to be very important for people like myself to really separate, you know, to kind of really understand and hear out why people want to go back. And I think as you start hearing more and more people out, you know, they don't want people, like they're as ethically sound as, as, as I am appearing to be in this situation. They don't have ill will. It's just going to be important to really hear those folks out in terms of why it is that they want to kind of, you know, resume operations as is and try to be as open and non-judgmental as possible. Now, <laughs> how hard that is, that's that's really tough, but the reason I brought it up right now is I don't have a solution either. Like it's very it's it's kind of it's this divisive issue that frankly I've just kind of been skirting like kind of skating around if you will with some folks that I trust or not trust but some people that I am close with that I have a a kind of differing view on it around yeah how you kind of approach that or how are you thinking about that
0: yeah i mean that that's exactly where i think this all comes back to it's like you know i i sometimes wish you know my my wife and i were joking about it like when i was telling her about this conversation at howard germany she's like you know sometimes it makes me wonder like should we ever consider moving someplace else you know because we lived two years in australia for instance and you know it was great you know we had a great time there and again it's it's maybe because when we moved there, everything just felt like it was working so well. We didn't really feel like a lot of like this divisiveness, and so there was maybe that blind trust or that kind of quickly earned trust. And it was like, okay, great. This this country seems to have a, a for the most part a very kind of aligned you know mindset. So we'll just kind of defer to their guidance, their recommendations. Whereas here, because there's just so many people saying different things and like you know, leaders, you know, blatantly contradicting each other. Um, it's really challenging because I I don't know who to believe. Sometimes I don't even know if I should believe what I'm thinking because I don't even know if it's coming from the right place. So uh, that is a challenge. And again, I think right now all I can do is what you just said, as I talk to people who have opinions that I don't mean necessarily agree with, just to give them get, like hear them out, you know, and really kind of Try to understand why they think the way they think, um, and and try to see if I can make some sense on how that could apply to me. But then there's also going to be situations that are just unrelatable, right? You know, if if somebody is in a situation where, you know, they're they have to work because of just financial requirements or or whatnot, versus you know someone who okay, well, I, you know, I have a little bit more cushion and so I don't, I can work from home or I can just, I have some flexibility right now because of my company. You, you, I can't necessarily just hear that person out and be like, well, come on, you should make it, make a better attempt to stay at home because I just, I can't relate in that situation. So that's the other thing that I think is important. Maybe that's what makes this so difficult is because it's not just about Trusting the source, but it's also about acknowledging the circumstance. And, you know, even with you and me, like you and your wife both work, have both full time jobs, very demanding jobs. I, on the other hand, work like you, but my wife, she, I don't want to tell her, (laughs) tell you that she doesn't work because she, you know, takes care of three kids, but she doesn't have a traditional job where she's clocking in, you know, eight to five. So, you could argue in our situation, well, okay, like you have one person at home, one person not. So we're in a different environment. So we can kind of make different changes. But at the end of the day, like, we're all going to hit our wall, we're all going to get to a point where it's like, okay, like, we need to make a decision. And we have to make this decision based on what is going to work for us. And hopefully based on the accurate data that we can glean from, you know, the powers that be. It's that second part where I feel like, it's really difficult because it's hard to trust that kind of system. So we're just gonna have to lean more on like what we feel. Like what does our gut tell us? Like even last night we were talking about the kids again. Like should we start to send you know our daughter into preschool? And it's like I have my opinion. My wife has her opinion. We're starting to try to figure out how we feel. And I was like, okay, well we could ask everybody, and everyone's gonna have their opinion. But maybe we ask like our grandparent, the grandparents, because you know obviously the grandparents have a big role in their grandchild's life. What do they think? Um, and so we'll, we'll may, we may cast the net to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, we're going to the ones that have to quote unquote, pull the trigger. So it's not easy. And again, I think because of just this lack of trust, because of this lack of, you know, factual data that we can all as a country as a globe, but more importantly, as even as a country that we can all agree upon, we're going to have to just like figure it out on our own. And I, I hope it doesn't get into a situation where I have to like lose friendships. I don't think that's going to happen, but I definitely feel like there'll be situations where I will be doing things that my friends or people that I, you know, interact with on a day-to-day basis that I might be doing the polar opposite.
1: Yeah. And I just think it's super important for everyone in this situation to understand that everyone has their own interests. Everyone has various reasons for why they are taking the positions that they are. And The reality is is if they were a good friend uh, before COVID and may have a differing opinion from you one way or the other, it's important to still go back to to the basics of why that person was your friend to begin with. And it will remind you of the various um, areas of alignment you do in fact have. And I think that will help a lot of folks in not you know, not falling victim, a lot of these relationships, not falling victim to this kind of like partisan view, if you will, that that is emerging. So yeah, that's kind of um, how it, it's, it, time will tell, you know, time will really tell on it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great way of ending it. And I think that's a great message to remind everyone that look, you're gonna have differing opinions and it's nothing that has to do with, it has nothing that I think to do with people's respect toward each other. I think it's just right now, how people have to like manage their own life. Um, And so I do think it's a good words of wisdom to just kind of keep that in mind, you know, try to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, try to think about their situation as well as yours and, you know, try to be kind to one another during this tough decision. But hopefully we'll get to a point where we can rebuild that lost trust. And, you know, maybe that will happen in November (laughs) during election time. We'll see, but (laughs) you know, for now you know like this is something that you know affects everything right it affects how we're feeling about corona it affects how you spend time with your your spouse or your or your loved ones it's your work so trust i think we both agree is a, is a paramount thing and hopefully it's something that everyone who's listening doesn't take it for granted because you know it's it's hard to it's hard to earn but it's easy to lose definitely definitely all right thanks everyone and we'll talk to you guys next time And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic they can be a man woman it doesn't matter the goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time now we would also love your feedback if you can give us your feedback on the apple itunes you can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast that way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic Thank you again so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.